0: Twenty year reunion. I'm David Roush. I'm still Policy Fuentes. So we were thinking we should issue a challenge, right? Sure. Let's challenge people. I think anyone listening should reach out to someone that they haven't talked to in 10 plus years. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great challenge. I mean, I, I think it's going I think it's difficult. I mean, how long do they have to, to do it?
0: I would suggest that within hearing this, you do it within twenty four hours that you don't forget. Whoa. Gauntlet thrown. It's not hard. Yeah. You've got a person in mind. True. As soon as, soon as I said it, someone popped in your head yeah. that you're like, oh, I haven't talked to that person in a long time. Look them up on social media, LinkedIn, dig up their email address, cyber stalk them, do whatever you have to do. Get their info, send them a note. It's easy.
1: Yeah. And tell them to listen to this podcast. I think that's that's number one.
0: That's our growth strategy right there.
1: I think that either they email that or they reach out to us. Oh, okay. If you can't, think of someone just drop a note to one of us and say hello there you go you know that's that's easy enough and then the second time around you can reach out to somebody
0: else because if you reach out to us we'll respond yeah if you reach out to someone else you know it's it's hit or miss we've been there we have we don't we don't always get responses when we reach out for interviews but that's okay you know maybe some of our messages were missed Mm -hmm. maybe people had things going on it's no big deal so if you're listening in the car Go
1: to one hand on the wheel and just with your other hand and your thumb text somebody or or maybe not. Yeah. Or maybe pull Prefer- over. Preferably at a stoplight yeah, yeah.
0: or something, but Yeah, yeah. Who are we talking to today, Paul? Mike Barkle. We are talking to Mike. And it's awesome. Yeah. Lots of good stories. We don't want to share them in advance though. Cause that would be cheating. It would be. I mean, why, why would you listen to the episode? Exactly. Are we ready to run the episode? Let's do it can I get an air horn? There we go. All right, so let's just jump in. Mike Barkle, how are you?
2: Doing well. Thank you for having me on. I, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of flattered I was invited on this pretty, pretty fantastic stuff. You're my first podcast and congratulations on this being the most downloaded Willowbrook High School Reunion 2001 podcast. I'm saying that right now. Thank That's you. That's a bold wow. prediction. That's yeah, a bold,
0: very bold prediction. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a sorry day if somebody does beat us.
2: <laughs> I just want to know who.
0: That's right. Maybe not a sorry day. It's an exciting day. I would I'd be interested in hearing whatever, you know, tops this. So speaking of Wilbrook two thousand one, let's go back there for people that may not remember you or kind of remember you, like take us back to Wilbrook two thousand one, describe who you were, like your your personality,
2: what kind of things you did. Who was who was high school Mike? looking back now i would say i was pretty obnoxious back then <laughs> little, little little louder than i was than i am today but all in all i just really wanted to fit in where i could i came from a 24-kid catholic high school in lombard jumped to a 450 kid per class high school and knowing nobody except for a few people in the grade above us and then i met quite a few in summer band prior to going into freshman year. So yeah, I was just a kind of a a loner and I just kind of hung out with who liked to hang out with me and had a good time. I like to think, but yes, I was very loud and obnoxious because I always felt I needed to be noticed because nobody knew who I was going into high school. So did you do band all, all four years? I did. I did. I was in summer band to start out and then you started like the freshman band and then sophomore year you go into marching band and concert band. Yeah, symphonic wins after that played the saxophone all four years.
1: I was saying I was I was gonna guess the sax. I was ah. I remember <laughs> I can picture you in marching gear with the sax.
2: Yeah, yeah. We had we had fun in marching band. I mean looking back it was a lot more fun than we thought it was then. Because 'cause you're like, oh I'm a dork in the marching band. But it was fun times. We had good times. We just have fun every everywhere you could.
0: You said you kind of you had this impression of yourself and in the band is like a dork being in band like so you you thought of yourself in in different groups as kind of like the the dork group for band or where you think that afterwards or like
2: how do you the lovable dork I'd like to think no <laughs> I mean because you look growing up you watch all those shows and you just like everybody's classified into a certain thing and you know you, you go into band you immediately think oh the band geek but some of the coolest people were in my band classes and we had like I said we had so much fun with what we with what we were doing because I didn't particularly like the teacher, Mr. Gilmer, if you're listening. wasn't a big fan of his and that kind of... Sorry, Paul, did I... He's, he's, no, I just <laughs> that's the
0: anti-shout-out.
2: I like he's it. not listening anymore. <laughs> he's good, just good. turned us off. Good, good. I didn't like that guy. He was kind of a jerk to me, but that's that's, uh, that's neither, neither here nor there.
1: That's unfortunate, man.
2: <laughs> but it was just my style of learning and his style of teaching. Honestly, I thought about that a lot because that was one of my regrets of not sticking with music, and it was kind of the way that Key. I was a dick to him, and he was a dick to me. We did. We just. We just gave it back and forth to each other, and I just like screw you. I'm not going to pay attention to you. But had I paid attention and known that I could jump into any band at any time with my saxophone and just ask what key, and start playing, I oh, I wish I had that that ability now. And yeah, that was. I'll keep saying it, it was a huge regret, and still is. Hmm.
0: It's interesting, not to beat a dead horse, but one more on the the band dork thing.
2: Please do, yeah. <laughs>
0: Did that impact like the way you interacted through the rest of the school or through social, like where you saw yourself as part or or not really?
2: No, I owned it, man. If anybody remembers, there was a certain song that we used to play in marching band that just had this funky little groove in the middle. It's called Caravan. And it just made me want to dance every time. And I would just drop my damn saxophone. And I remember. Started, and, 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 thank you. I I'm glad remember. you remember that. Yeah, man. I was at all those games. Thank you. And just, yeah, I just jumped. I, it started at practice on the practice field and i would just start doing my little dance and gilmer's like get up in the middle and do it in front of everybody i was like i'm not doing it alone <laughs> so i think it was like what ryan guat and just and i think like a few other dudes would just come back up in front and just do my little stupid dance in front of everybody because why not you know yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I own the i own the dork role if you're going to be a dork go all <laughs> out man dave you know what i'm talking about Oh,
1: no. uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I didn't like when I saw you, I didn't I didn't think Dork, Mike. I thought I thought you were really confident in who you were. Like I thought confident Dork, yeah. Yeah. But I I'm seriously, Dork didn't never went in my mind. Now maybe that means I was a Dork. I don't know.
2: <laughs> For those who can't see, I'm giving Dave thumbs up right now. <laughs> It's Whatever. like if
0: you don't know who the sucker at the table is when you're playing poker. <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. laughs> it's probably
2: you, man. Oh, um,
0: so is there a specific memory from school that kind of sticks out in your mind as you know one of your fondest memories?
2: Well, Dave, it happens to be with you. Hey. We went to California for Business Professionals of America. We had some competitions where Dave and I had to make a, a website and submit it to this competition. And so our website didn't make the cut, but whose was it? It was two, two girls in the class, Samantha
0: Van Diemen and Deidre.
2: Yep. So we, we jumped in about Miss Hoyman was like, Hey, we, we can get you guys to California. We're just going to say that you guys also worked on their project. And we're like, <laughs> okay, okay. So, oh, wow. Uh... <laughs> So, so I wonder you why you think she's a great teacher. Exactly. It was a fantastic time. We went to the Disneys of the Time, California Adventure. And then we also had to present at a national level, Dave and I, this website that we didn't work on. <laughs> we didn't do anything. Uh, we we of, helped spiffy uh, it up uh, sorry, after yeah, after we, we joined we the team. Come on, let's... we did. We did spiff it up. <laughs> we put we put some flair on it, but we were just on, along for the ride. We had like what was it? Three thousand other kids from across the country were just walking around the hotels and it was pretty trading awesome. pins. Oh yeah, it was a good time, man. That was a lot of fun.
0: So I think there was like a regional and then a state and then and then national. And so I think maybe we I think we passed regional and then maybe we lost in state and then she kind of combined us with them. That's correct. But the fact that it was first of all two thousand one and and their business professionals in America. So there's multiple categories you can compete in and, and website was one. And it was you know just picture any two thousand one website. Oh my so god! It, like, yeah. You know, clip art, <laughs> and the best part was because it was such a new category, you didn't even show your website like on a computer. Like you printed it out each oh, page wow. and put it in a binder and walked in and like walked the judges through your binder of of pages screenshotted from your website. Yeah, props to DJ and Sandra for for going yes. along with it and letting us because you got like, you want. you
2: brought us to California. That was yeah. that was yeah. awesome.
0: Was she your favorite teacher?
2: No, I was saying, you no, told us, you told us your author. least favorite teacher. Well, I think maybe your least <laughs> okay. favorite teacher. Yes. So who was your favorite? But Sullivan, Mr. Sullivan was awesome. He was crazy. And I think it was a character he played to keep you interested and looking back on him. But the humanities class going into it, just thinking, oh, I'm just going to watch movies for an hour a day at school. That's awesome. But not only did you watch movies, but that really spawned my love for for film. And I still dissect movies to this day with a lot of the things that he taught us in that class. He was just as nuts as you needed to be to to wrangle our generation and keep us interested in what he was talking about. It's a fascinating insight.
1: Wait, humanities, you guys just watch movies?
2: Yes. It's, so here's, here's the thing, like
1: humanities
0: was watch movies, right? Dude, what year was this? 2001. And, and I got to college and I signed up for Humanities. I was like, sweet. And then I walked in and it wasn't movies. And I was like, Ooh. wait, what? <laughs> I was like, this class sucks. So let's see. What's something you did at Wilbrook that you're most proud of? Graduated.
2: <laughs> I was not focused on academia at all in my time in high school. I was the poster child for pleasure to have in class, but needs to apply himself more. So I pretty much schmoozed my way through high school with the teachers, to be honest with you. I think... I graduated like a one point four, but yeah, all the teachers they would always pull me aside and just say, "You're smarter than this, Mike," and you know it. I was like, "Yeah, I do," but I just wasn't focused on the right things at the right time. I'm not gonna say I regret it because I, was, you know, I still am who I am today because of the way I was then, but I just was not focused on school.
1: You have any idea why, like, why you would say you
2: weren't focused? Is it friends hanging out or no? I still look back on that and try to answer that question because. I don't know, just the structure and what we were learning just wasn't interesting. I mean, but when I did find something interesting, like the humanities, I mean, I was just sitting there watching movies, but the content and the way it was taught to me was, you know, it got me firing on some cylinders. There were, there were some classes I enjoyed, but I still did shitty in.
1: Is there someone you were close to in high school, but I haven't talked to in like 10 plus years or since you graduated or?
2: Yes. I always seem to sit next to Tim Goff. And me and that dude would always cut it up. And we would just have so much, you know, side conversation and good laughs. And I th- honestly think we didn't live too far away from each other. But we me and him just never really seemed to make that out of school connection ever. But what a good dude that kid was, man. Oh, we had so many good laughs and stupid stuff. But another one, Rob Henderson and Ryan Guat, you know, from from band.
1: I have some of those as well of people that like you had a lot of classes with and you sat next to them for some of those classes. And so like you built this friendship, but like it's a friendship that never extended outside the walls necessarily. But since you're going to high school, you're seeing them five days a week. But, like it didn't, it didn't need to in some ways, but then once it stopped, like
2: exactly. you don't, you don't have that anymore. How do I contact this person? You know, like, <laughs> did you go to prom our senior year? That was the one at the Abington, right? Yeah. Yes. Then yes I did.
1: So you remember it? Do you remember more than just at the Abington? Did you have a good time? Uh, did you did you not the, like it?
2: I don't remember having a bad time. Okay. So must, I'm, I'm, in that a, I'm, time. I'm
1: in that boat as well, Mike.
2: Yeah. Do you remember it's who kinda, you went with? I believe Kim Kaczynski.
1: Cool, but you had you, you don't remember having a bad
2: time. So that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, what were the major jams that year?
1: Oh, I did actually look this up a oh, little boy. bit ago when we were thinking about doing
2: this. Uh, I think uh, it may be Mystical. Mystical will back that thing up. Or probably a lot of in, in sync in those days.
1: Lady Marmalade was a big uh, 2001 Oh, tip. yes. Oh, yes. Où les <laughs> When It's oh, Over God. by Sugar Ray.
2: <laughs> it's not even good yeah. Sugar Ray. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Wait, is there a good sugar, right? No. <laughs> oh, no. okay. Is there any event that you remember, you know, maybe not like a fondest memory, but just something specific that happened that like sticks in your mind?
2: One day, somebody, I don't remember who, I don't know if they're messing with me or not, but they came up to me and said, somebody wrote Barkle sucks on the rock. And I was unable to go outside and check to see if it was true because, you know, you're, this is pre-lockdown days, but they said, you know, you can't go outside and come back in. And then later, somebody else came up to me and said the same thing. And I still couldn't go out to check. So I, it's still a mystery to me if that actually happened. Because the rock in you know Willowbrook lore is like, you know, the big thing. Like, oh, we're going to go paint the rock. And for somebody to to point me out and say I suck <laughs> on, on the Willowbrook rock was kind of weird. It's so funny that you bring that up. Because I, I still, to this day, don't know if it was true.
1: I mean, if it was true, I think that means you're pretty like... Pretty big deal. I mean, Legendary. like you're going to paint the rock about one specific person. Like
2: you, I told you, you I must be really awesome, me. or you must really suck.
0: So as soon as as soon as school ended, you didn't make your way out there to check.
2: Honestly, I either forgot about it, or just didn't go out there that way that day to check. <laughs> or yeah, but that was just one of those things that stuck out. That I don't want to say tragic. <laughs> <laughs> unsolved mystery. But it, yeah, yeah. Unsolved mystery. unsolved mystery. There you it go. It was probably just some dude messing with me. He's like, yeah, I'm going to screw with Barkley today and tell him the rocks that he sucks. <laughs> so you graduate? Yep, yep. So where'd you go from there? I went to COD for, I think, a couple terms. Yeah, wasn't for me there. And then my dad, when he was my age or coming out of high school, he worked at the Chicago Board of Trade and knew that was a great place to learn a lot of stuff and make a lot of money. and. I jumped right into that in the summer of 2002. i Ferris Bueller, all the guys flashing their hands, 40-bit bye, right, bye, right. and a half, 40-bit and a half. Sold. So I was the guy behind the guy doing that. I was a broker's assistant. Did that for 12 years. I worked for a lot of different people while I was down there. And that was all before, again, the internet technology took over and my job was replaced by everybody's mouse click, point and click and because they didn't need the guys to input the trades in the pit anymore they can all do it by themselves so i stayed around for a couple years after the computers clicked on and i got out and then i went into construction for four or five years with mead i was doing asphalt sod and concrete and then covid kind of screwed that up and then now i am a warehouse manager for studio 41 in naperville i manage three different warehouses their kohler store the studio 41 location and their outlet over in Naperville. So if you need anything, come on by Naperville Warehouse and say hi.
1: (laughs) So working at the board of Chicago Board of Trade, were you still living in Lombard for that time or?
2: For the first couple of years, yeah, I was in Lombard with the parents and then moved downtown Chicago to with Ryan Albanese and Doug Anderson, also alumni of 2001. So yeah, we did that for three years and then kind of when the computers clicked on again, I came back and live with mom and dad for a little while until I got my shit together so to speak and then moved out uh, to Carol Stream and actually me and my we're not married but we've been together for 11 years me and my wife Amy just bought a house in Hanover Park actually this past January congrats yeah, thank you me I me and our dogs Penny and Bubba no kids we're, we're not having kids anytime soon
0: gotcha All right. we got the whole story in a short period of time so let's dig in a few places you spent, sounds like, the majority of the time at the Board of Trade. So from the outsider, you know, from the Ferris Bueller perspective, it just looks crazy. Like, I, I have no idea what's going on. How did that feel, like, maybe on your first day, or did you just get thrown into it, or was there training? Or oh, how yeah,
2: that- it's baptism by fire. It is, you get thrown in there, and you either have the personality or the tolerance of people to put up with that, or you're just, you're not going to make it. Yeah, it's loud, organized chaos, a lot of counting, a lot of fast counting, a lot of people swearing at you to get things done right and fast. I'm finding it very troubling for me that I haven't been swearing to you guys. <laughs> I've been holding them back, but that's where I developed a lot of my repertoire of anger words that I can <laughs> string together pretty quickly. But so, yeah, so angry, we're Paul. not yeah. trying to make angry here, Mike. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just it's part of my natural vocabulary is the the naughty words. Some of the coolest people we've ever met down there a lot of great characters, a lot of drug use that was very out in the open that I luckily didn't get caught up in. So, really? a lot of, oh yeah, cocaine was huge down there. And that's just something that I, from an early age, I knew to stay away from. And I, I watched it ruin a lot of people's lives down there. So, I'm fortunate that I didn't get involved with that crap.
0: Is that like culture because a lot of people do it, or is there a lot of money or are you expect it to be run? I've never done cocaine either, so I don't really <laughs> yeah, know I mean, the benefits,
2: yeah. but. But if you've seen the wolf of wall street that's all true i mean those guys are just just savages when it comes to their money and their drugs but i was fortunate enough to get employed by a guy who was above all that stuff and taught me to stay away from those dudes you know and learn from me and you'll be okay kid <laughs> i mean dude that that place made me or shaped me for pretty much the rest of my life there's a lot of don't take any shit attitude down there not afraid to get in somebody's face when you know they're wrong. Cause a lot of stuff down there is you're by your word. You make a big trade, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar trade like that. And somebody says, Oh, I didn't say sold. Like, fuck you, dude. Yes, you did. <laughs> and you said it right to me in my face. And you you learn who the scummy people are pretty quick and just by their attitude and how they carry themselves. And it was pretty weird because when I was waiting for the train, a lot of times I come back to Lombard and you know, all of us traders and clerks and all that stuff, we'd all get off at the same time. And I would just sit on the by the train station having a cigarette, whatever, and I just walk people walk by. And I was like, I can just tell their traders, hey, if they're wearing a training jacket, but just what by what they're wearing. The shoes they're wearing, the pants they're wearing, the way they're walking and just the way they're carrying themselves. I just knew I may have never seen that guy before on the floor, but I just knew he was a trader because the way he presented himself. And yeah, you learn a lot about a lot of people pretty quickly when they got big money in their face. <laughs> and you know, mortgage payment coming in the next couple of days, but there's 63 grand in the hole. They need to make a, a good day to yeah, to pay the bills. And you you learn a lot about people like that. My education was definitely on the Florida Board of Trade, 100%.
1: You were there for 12 years and you've been with Amy? Amy, yeah. For 11 years. So if I'm doing the math, while you were working there, at some point you met Amy. So tell me. Tell me, how did, did how did your path cross? Did you know each other for a while? Tell me the story.
2: Picture this, if you will. The night of August 8th, 2009. Lovely Chicago is our background <laughs> backdrop at Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Come on, man. There we go. Yeah. It's crazy how the stars lined up for that one because that was the year that the Beastie Boys were supposed to be there. But MCA came down with throat cancer and had to cancel. So her and her friend bought tickets to see the Beastie Boys specifically for that day only i you know had three-day pass so i had a toss-up of seeing tool and the beastie boys but after the beastie boys canceled it was easy just to go see tool and her and her friend just decided to go see that show not really knowing who they were if they liked them and they just kind of parked next to us probably about an hour before the bands went on and we just started chatting up and i'll be just cut straight to the choice man she asked me for some weed <laughs> and uh Honestly, that's how it happened. And what did you say to that? We, I, I said, no, ma'am, I don't do drugs. And then I pulled some drugs out of my pocket. And did it too. <laughs> 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 but we honestly, guys, my life has been completely amazingly awesome since I met her. For those who don't know, Amy is paralyzed from the waist down. She had scoliosis is 15 years old, 110% curve in the spine. Dr. Nick the nerve blah, 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 She don't walk no more. So she was in the chair when we met. And actually the crowd started to kind of come in on us. We were kind of, we were kind of far back, but then really quickly when the, the, the lights went down and the headliner came on, the, the crowd filtered in and I had seen Tool before and I know how amazing visual show and not only audio it is and she couldn't see shit. And I was like, this is crap. This is crap. So I was, this is still, we had just still on the cusp of cell phone video, but I had my digital camera. So I was holding it up over the crowd's head and taking a little video for her and pulling it down for her to see. We just, we hit it off so amazingly right at that moment. And at the end of the night, she just grabbed my arm and says, can I give you my phone number? And I said, what took you so long? <laughs> so actually the next day, I figured she would have been out there again. So I just kept texting her all day. I was like, hey, are you at La Blues again? What shows are you seeing? Blah, blah, blah. No answer. No answer. No nothing. I was like, what did I do? You know?
1: Mo, we had a moment. We had a moment. Yeah, didn't you feel had, that moment?
2: I thought we did. Yeah. yeah. We had a great time last night. I'm like, this sucks. So, like, you know, the last night at Loud Blues, all I'm doing is chasing around this girl who's not there. And then, so I think a couple of days later, not to be presumptuous, I looked her up on Facebook. She's got such an easy name to remember, and so I, you know, sent her the direct message, and she's like, "Thank God, I lost my phone! I lost the loser. I thought I was never oh. going to meet you again." Then yeah, we went out. I think the next weekend, and she hasn't got rid of me yet. Traveled quite a bit together, many vacations. Mexico gone on quite. A, we're I'm a huge three eleven fan, and three eleven does the the cruise every other year, and we've gone on three or four of those together. And which is just, it's a floating, it's a floating Lollapalooza basically. So two of our favorite things are vacation and music and putting those things together is a pretty easy decision to make.
0: Yeah. Where's a couple other places that you travel to that you enjoyed?
2: Puerto Vallarta is our favorite. That was our the first spot we went to. <laughs> we went to just this rundown hotel, Mesa Del Mar. Uh, I still remember it and not handicap accessible at all. So I was, I was going for... You know, I think it's going to be a lavish, beautiful, relaxing vacation. I'm carrying her up and downstairs. There's elevators that don't work. The beach was like, I don't know, half a mile down a crappy paver path. And she just like bouncing out of her chair. I was like, this sucks. But she's like, this is amazing. Nobody's ever done this for me before. I was like, really? <laughs> no one's ever just, you know, said, okay, we're still going to the beach, even though there's a path there. It's like, no, we usually, we just say, screw it. I was like, oh, that's horrible. So from that, pretty much from then on, like anything that gets in our way, we don't, we don't let it stop us. We went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and there was like three or four paths that literally have a sign, like, this path is not for wheelchairs. And maybe just like, no, nah, we're, we're going up that for sure. And then we find out about halfway through, yeah, it's not for wheelchairs. But <laughs> 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 so we, so we still go anyway. Because, you know, there's a waterfall at the end. You got to see the yeah. waterfall. Yeah, yeah. You guys still go to Lollapalooza pre-COVID? Yes, pre-COVID. We just didn't go the, the last year because the lineup was horrible
0: has your music taste changed where you like newer bands or do you just still gravitate to the ones that, you know, college and high school?
2: Dude, that's a great question. How much time you got? (laughs) No, you've uh, got 60 seconds for that question. Go ahead. Oh boy. Uh, no, dude, the music today is horrible. I mean, there's a few glimmers of hope here and there, but
0: spoken like a old man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Nah, those
0: kids and their electronic yeah, music.
2: Oh no, no, I like I like some <laughs> of the dance music. Don't get me wrong, some of the there's a lot of good ones out there. But ah, I just the feelings that those songs bring back. I mean, dude, if I just say Blink One Eighty Two and look at your guys' faces, you know, oh yeah, yeah, Blink One Eighty <laughs> Two is the best. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, God, time, is the, the best. the best <laughs> for that time. Absolutely, <laughs> okay. that album at that time when that came out, that was with <laughs> <I'm> absolute <laughs> best. Uh, but I mean, t- I, yeah, tomato, you tomato, yeah. Come on. I mean, what are we talking like post 2010 or are we talking 2021 music? Cause I couldn't tell you a 2021 band for the life of me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard or read or, or whatever that people tend to, you know, like their favorite bands tend to be, you know, the, during your formative kind of high school, college years, right. Whatever was, yep, was popular absolutely. there, that will likely stay your favorite music for the rest of your life because you're associating, you know, that period of your life with it. And it was so, so formative. And then you can, you could like newer stuff or older stuff, but the stuff you go back to is likely, you know, what you were listening to in high school and college. So
2: for, sounds sure, like yeah. that's, that's probably
0: the case, case for you.
2: For sure. I mean, if you put on my, you know, my Spotify, you know, most listened to or whatever, I'm sure. Yeah. It'd just be all the stuff I listened to back then, man. Cause it's just the feelings that that music brings back is awesome.
1: <laughs> what do you think your 18 year old self would think of your current self?
2: <laughs> oh man. Stop smoking. I started smoking in high school, man. Wish I never would have started that. Do you remember how you started? Oh yeah. I was working at the 7 Eleven on Westmore. Right yeah. by the Prairie Path there or the Great Western yeah. Trail. Yeah. yeah. Prairie
1: Path, Prairie Path. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I just started swiping them from the 7 Eleven. And now all the cool kids were doing it. And wish I never would have done that. But I think 18-year-old Mike would be pretty pleased with 38-year-old Mike. Take care of the family, number one. Didn't go down the wrong paths that I knew were laid out for me, the potential wrong ones. Had some some issues with the other family members. You know, it, it's it's definitely present in my family, the the mm. addiction. And I got lucky because my, my parents sent me, you know, to the Catholic grade school, had a great what's right, what's wrong moral compass. And dude, so many opportunities to to go down that path and just I turned the other way. And it was a very easy thing to do. I knew when I had the support and I would still have good friends and family to take care of me. To be honest, I'm very proud of myself for not doing that stuff because I've seen it way too close to close to home.
0: Yeah, is there something that in your life that you're actively working toward improving right now?
2: The house, I energy. Mean, we just got the house. A lot of maintenance to to that. A lot of cosmetic work, lawn work. Got the two dogs who were tearing it up in the backyard with all the the mud. So figuring all that out. But we're. New homeowners, we were in an apartment for four or five years before that. So this is all all new to us. So that's our main focus right now is getting that house in order for summer. Cool.
1: I think one of the things about if we look back to high school, and you, you kind of talked about this a little bit, how like in high school, we're still, we're really trying to figure things out, right? Like I like class. I don't like class. I like this class. I don't like, you know, you're, you're really, we're all trying to figure out who we are. Over this time, like what is something you figured out that like makes you happier? like this is the thing that you need in your life to like to make sure you stay happy or find fulfillment
2: to me it's making people laugh i've i've always had that comic relief and decent comedic timing i always thought and i'm not happy unless other people are happy so i've always been a been a people pleaser sometimes it gets you into trouble when you're trying to make everybody happy but it's just impossible but cutting up people laughing having a good time and just making them laugh and that's a number one laughter and love and family. Those what keep you going, man. What's a question you
0: think we should ask people when we're interviewing?
2: Who would you have crushes on, man? <laughs> all on, right, all like, right here we go.
0: That
1: shit, uh, Mike. Just want to ask you a question. Just um, kind of came yeah. came to me here. Who did you have crushes on in high school?
2: Paul Sefuentes and Terry <laughs> Roush. <laughs> no, I could uh, see that. Yeah, you're not well, alone. Here, uh, there was. Let's just put it that way. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Looking, looking back, there was a lot of, a lot of cool people at Willowbrook, and I was always such a, such a chump when it came to the girls. And I, was, I just always so scared of them <laughs> because I didn't want to come off as a jerk, you know, as Mister Sensitive guy. Hey, I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to do anything wrong. But top of my head, who did I have a crush on? Ah, uh, Erin <laughs> Cobiella because she was short. Erin Cobiella
1: because she was short.
0: If there was ever a good reason, that's it right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that
2: was always my main rule: is they gotta be shorter than me. Okay. And then Amy sits down all the time, so yeah, that is she, perfect. Yep.
1: Hey, you're short. I'm short. <laughs> Let's hang out.
2: Yeah, cool.
0: So did you? Did you ever? Did you have a girlfriend in high school at all?
2: I had a few. Sabrina Washington was my Think, oh, what was that? It's junior year, senior year, maybe. But ah, oh, what a cool girl she was. I still talked to her on Facebook. Such a sweet soul in that girl. It's a great laugh. Are you guys with anybody from high school? I, I don't. don't nope. I didn't catch nope. that. Met no. my no. met my wife in college. Met her in London. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, one place I've been out of the out of the country. That was fun. Mister Fancy over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was in I a McDonald's take- where I, I don't really don't got know to know
0: her. Mike,
2: what are you afraid of? Oh, god, that's a tough one. Letting people down, That is people you know have expectations of who, you know, who they know of me, and yeah, just don't want to disappoint people because you want to like, build a lasting relationship with somebody. If as long as you know you have that mutually, if you build up expectations and then losing those with that or that trust with that person, that's that's a big fear, definitely.
0: Sounds like that's, that's probably something sort of the way you've, you've thought for a long time, right? Like this isn't, this isn't new. You've been kind of the, the people pleaser, like you said. So that's important to you. In the relationships.
2: Try, try to be a people pleaser.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Except for uh, Mr. Gilmore. He's a
2: dick. <laughs> uh, Looking, looking back, like we talked about in the top man. Yeah. I've thought about that guy a lot over the past 20 years. He, he lives rent free in my head, dude. Cause it, yeah, music is my life and listen to that stuff. And just, I, Anytime I see us hear a saxophone in a in a song or see it on TV, it's like, dude, that could be you. You could be you could be in the the real big fish cover band right now.
0: Band. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had a hard time staying focused. You said in in high school. Do you think that was all you, or do there think do you think something that the education system or they could do that would kind of improve things?
2: <laughs> I think it was mostly me. I mean, because that, that structure was working for so many people for so many, so many years. No, man, it was me. It was all me. Just a, a rowdy kid who didn't want to pay attention. And I had a problem with authority. Still do. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell. It was all me. I was lazy. The tools were there to, you know, for extra help. All i had to do to his ask. You know, I never did. I'll figure it out later or just kind of make the teacher smile and turn that D into a C and we'll be all right.
0: It's been fun. I like the stories and the openness. You know, kept the expletives to to a minimum. Just kind of spiced yeah, it in here spicy, and there, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is perfect.
1: <laughs> Chicago, Chicago podcast. I, I mean, we're not. Yes, yeah, definitely. this isn't
2: like Kansas. Pull yeah, pulling any punches here? Hell no. It's good to come back and talk to you guys, and we yeah, some old memories and all that good stuff, man.
1: Thanks for taking uh-huh. the time.